Hello, and welcome to the Wealthy Woman Lawyer Podcast. We believe all women lawyers deserve to be wealthy women lawyers. Our mission is to provide thought-provoking, powerful, and practical information to help you in creating your own sustainable, wealth-generating law firm without overwork or overwhelm so you can live your best life. I'm your host, Davina Frederick, and I'm so excited for you to meet our guest today. So let's get started. Hello, I'm Davina Frederick, and I'd like to welcome you to the Wealthy Woman Lawyer Podcast. If you've been a fan for a while now, thank you. We so appreciate you. If you're new to the Wealthy Woman Lawyer Podcast, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. The Wealthy Woman Lawyer Podcast is sponsored by Wealthy Woman Lawyer, a company that helps women law firm owners scale their law firm businesses to and through a million dollars in gross annual revenue with total ease so they can fully fund and yet still have time to enjoy the lifestyle of their dreams. If that sounds like something you'd like to do, then come hang out with us in our Facebook community, Wealthy Woman Lawyer, or follow us on Instagram at Wealthy Woman Lawyer. So today I wanted to chat with you about podcasting, especially guest podcasting. These days, so many people are creating podcasts as a means of connecting and engaging with others. And I think that's wonderful. If you have a passion and you want to build a community with others who also are passionate about your topic, then podcasting is definitely the way to go. And I say go for it. This month, we are celebrating the third anniversary of the Wealthy Woman Lawyer Podcast. Yay. And all the amazing conversations we've had with other women law firm owners and professionals who serve the legal community. So no doubt it's been one of the most rewarding experiences of my coaching career I've met new people, I've made new friends, and I've learned so much from the guests we've had on the show. All of that said, I'd be lying to you if I told you creating a weekly podcast isn't a lot of work. It it absolutely is. I'm so grateful for my team who helps me research prospective guests and write show notes and create graphics, edit content, and post each episode uh, every week on our multiple platforms. The interviewing, the interviewing part and the recording part is just a small part of any successful podcast production. It really does take a team. So if you're thinking about starting your own podcast, uh, definitely hire a team to help you. For that reason that it takes so much work, so many people are opting to get their message out about their law firm business through guest podcasting. So if you don't have a good podcast production team or the mental space or energy to create your own podcast week after week, I encourage you to check out guest podcasting. This is being a guest on somebody else's podcast. As someone who not only invites guests to my podcast, but also has been a guest on other people's podcasts, I thought I'd put together some tips for you to help you get the most out of any guest podcasting experience. And so this is a little bit of do's and don'ts based on uh, my experience, what I've seen out there, what I've heard out there, and what I may have experienced myself. So tip number one is do your research. Make sure when you are seeking out guest podcasting opportunities that you select the right podcast for your business, one that is going to get you in front of an ideal audience or prospects uh, or best referrers. So you may think this is obvious, but you'd be surprised how many times I hear podcasts with guests who maybe are not a good fit for the podcast. 
So for example, if you are a business attorney who works with small to mid-sized businesses, then you likely have great information and insight to share on a podcast about small business. If you are an attorney focusing on estate planning, legacy building, asset protection, you might want to look for money or wealth podcasts so you could talk about wealth preservation or generational wealth. But don't just go by the title of the podcast and automatically think you are a good fit. Listen to several episodes, find out if the podcast even invites guests or if they are hosted by experts who just do solo episodes. So there are a lot of podcasts I think, oh, that would be a great one for me to be on. And then I listen to it and I realize that they don't ever have any guests on. And so, of course, that that doesn't work. Right. Also, think outside the box a little bit. As a law firm owner, you might be great on a podcast for entrepreneurs, even if you're a family law attorney and not a business lawyer, because you yourself are an entrepreneur and you can share your own journey to entrepreneurship and your insight and the wisdom that you've learned. And that will expose you to an audience since uh, divorce can happen, you know, it's a consumer practice and, and you can get referrals from all kinds of places um, that might make sense to you. So although you might not be discussing family law specifically, you can still reach an audience of prospective clients or referrers. The key, though, is to consider the podcast reach. If the podcaster is in Illinois, then likely a lot of their listeners might be people they know, people in their network even though the podcast theoretically can be experienced by anyone in the world. So if you're an attorney in Florida, ask yourself, does this make sense for B2B on a general podcast uh, that takes place in Illinois? So maybe you get exposure to one or two people who might refer business to Florida, but is it worth your time and energy for that? Or um, could there be better opportunities, right? So you really have to weigh that out when you're assessing what podcast to be on. Do your homework, do research. So tip number two is customize your requests. So if you want to be a guest on a particular podcast, either you or a member of your team will be tasked with reaching out to the podcast creator or producer to see if you would be a good fit. Uh, Often this is done through email. So I can tell you as someone who receives these types of requests weekly, if not daily some weeks, there are some definite turnoffs. If you tell me you are a fan of my podcast and you cite some episodes you liked and why, I am much more likely to take your request seriously. If you hire a PR firm, this is usually where I see kind of the breakdown. If you hire a PR firm to send those requests out for you, you really wanna make sure they are doing their due diligence and tailoring emails So it sounds like they actually know what each podcast is about. So even though our podcast is geared toward women law firm owners, I get requests all the time from PR agencies and they are representing dentists or real estate agents or other professions uh, who want to coach my audience on topics like leadership, for example. So while they may be interesting people with a lot of good information to share, they're not really good fit for the Wealthy Woman Lawyer podcast. And quite frankly, it annoys me that they've taken up space in my email inbox with a request that so obviously shows that they haven't done their homework, they haven't listened to one episode, or even paid a cursory visit to my website. So don't you don't want to be that person. You want to make sure that whether you are sending out requests or you have hired a company to do it, 
that you're taking a look at those requests and you're making sure that they are tailored to specific podcasts that somebody has taken the time to listen and get the information that they need about that particular podcast. So tip number three, prepare before your interview. And while this may sound like a no-brainer, especially for those of us high-achieving women who always over-prepare for everything, you'd be surprised how many people show up as guests on a podcast without ever having listened to prior episodes, researching the host, or even thinking about who the audience is. So again, this is one of those cases where people may hire a PR or a podcast booking service to go research and book, and then they show up on the podcast having not done any of the research or preparing ahead of time. So would you believe that I've actually had people show up on my podcast with no idea of who I was and what services my company provides? One person even asked me at the end of a podcast, so what is it that you do? Uh, And I've had other people say, oh, so you're a coach? (laughs) So one thing I have not done is refer business to them. Uh, You know, so it's really off-putting and insulting to the host if you don't even know what it is they do before you show up on their podcast. My rule of thumb is, number one, think about what the host wants out of the engagement. What are they looking for the end result to be? Number two, think about what the audience wants. What does your host audience want? And number three, think about what you want in terms of your business goals. When you go into a podcast guest situation, only thinking about what you want, you not only risk alienating the host, but also you miss an opportunity to get much more out of the experience by forming a relationship with the host. And that could potentially lead to future opportunities for collaboration. At the same time, you do need to think carefully about what you would like the end result of your guest experience to yield. So tip number four is don't use your host platform to promote their competitors. Uh, This is shocking. I know that people would do this, right? This is just bad form and it's rude. If you're appearing as a guest on a podcast hosted by a person who offers accounting services, let's say, and you spend three minutes waxing poetically about your accountant and how everyone should call them because you love them so much, don't be surprised if your episode winds up on the cutting floor or if it never airs or if they cut pieces out of it, right? You might think to yourself, Davina, who would show up and do that? And yet I've heard it more than once. It tells me two things about the guest. Number one, they didn't do their research or they have a hidden agenda. So either they're, they don't, they're ignorant or they have another agenda. And number two, they are very thoughtful people. So you don't want to be that person. Remember, if it is important to your story to share benefits of working with someone that, you know, one of your host competitors, then do so. Just don't name names. For example, you can say, Our family accountant gave me some great advice one time, and I want to pass it along to your audience. As an accountant yourself, I'm sure you'll know exactly what I mean. Okay, so you see how you're you're talking about the value of accountants and accounting, right? Even though you mentioned you got the advice from someone, not the person you're talking to. Instead of saying, my accountant, Bob, of Bob's accounting services is the man. I would not be where I am today without him, and this is great wisdom he shared with me. So do you see the difference in that? If you were an accountant and you were hosting a podcast, which one would you um, be okay with and which one would you feel insulted by, right? So be aware of that as you're going, if you're going as a guest on someone's podcast, 
don't uh, wax glowingly about their competitors on their podcast. Tip number five, let people know how to engage with you. So what value can you offer to the host audiences that also could serve as a way of getting some of them on your email list or following your firm on social media? So in addition to sharing great content during the interview, which is what often a lot of people do, it, you know, it's important to share content on the interview that the audience will love. You also want to make sure you offer up a way for people to follow up with you if they want to get to know more about you and your business and maybe even hire you. So instead of just citing your details at the end, think of creating something, a report, a guide, an assessment, a mini course that, that they can get for free that provides value to the listening audience. Now, the caveat here is be sure to ask the host ahead of time if you can make this offer before you do, because some hosts uh, don't like that. They don't want to do that, um, but others will be happy to let you do that. So tip number six, share everywhere. Once your featured episode is published, be sure to share it everywhere and send it to your email list. Share it on all your social media channels. Be sure to tag and thank the host publicly. And I'm gonna give you a pro tip here. Don't just share it immediately after it's published and then never share it again. You want to share this over and over again. You may think that by sharing it once, your audience has seen it. And if you share it again, they'll think you're a narcissist or perhaps that you're just boring for sharing the same thing. Uh, but that is just a fault. That's a limiting belief that you have in your mind that it doesn't serve you. And so it's better to let go of it. It's just not true. Here's why. Social media moves so quickly that probably only 10, a 10 of your audience, if that, saw your post the first time around. If you are constantly adding new people to your audience, or even if you're not, each time you share, I promise there will be new eyeballs on your content. And it may seem old to you after a while, but I assure you it is new to many, many people in your community. So don't be afraid to share and reshare repeated, repeatedly. Often with our content, we uh, create the content and we, we create it in different forms. So we may have one graphic uh, that shows where you can link to the podcast. And then a few weeks later, we may share a video, the video from the podcast um, that has been repurposed in a different way. And th there's different ways that you can repurpose and share. If you're a guest on a podcast, there may be certain requirements uh, from the host of the podcast that you share their graphics and not create your own. Um, so you, you want to be sure to ask and, and make sure that you know how you can share, but you can share quotes from it. There's all kinds of things you can do to sort of repurpose that content, or you can just share the same thing over and over again in different ways over a period of time. And I promise you there will be somebody that has never seen it before. Okay, tip number seven. This is the last tip I have for you today is follow up. So many people fail to do this, and it's, it's the same with any networking function, right? The, the power and the value is really in the follow-up. You want to thank the host. That's a very bare minimum. Just thank the host. Offer, but you can go a step further, and you can offer to reciprocate by inviting them on your podcast if you have one, or hosting a webinar to your audience with them as a guest. Work on deepening your relationship with the host by presenting opportunities for them as well. So creating deep lasting professional relationships with people who share your audience 
is probably one of the most effective strategies for building a formidable, long-term, sustainable referral network. I cannot tell you the number of times I've either never heard from people again, or when they did reach out to me again, it was to invite themselves back onto my podcast. So I could tell they weren't thinking about me. They were only thinking about themselves. And that's really no bueno, right? At the very least, send them a thank you note. If you have a platform, invite them to join you there. If you do either one of those things, I assure you, you will really stand out from the crowd and it will have a tremendous positive impact on your business. So I do hope you've enjoyed today's episode. If you think you'd be a good guest on the Wealthy Woman Lawyer podcast, I invite you to reach out to us at support at wealthywomanlawyer.com. That's support at wealthywomanlawyer.com. And tell us about yourself, your business, and why you think you would be a good fit for our audience. We are always excited about meeting other successful women law firm owners and experts in the legal industry who can help contribute to women law firm owners. Also, if you enjoyed this episode, please share it with others. It's super easy to do from whatever app it is you listen to your uh, podcast on. It won't cost you a cent. And the person on the other end will probably appreciate that you thought of them enough to share. Thanks again for being here and being a part of the Wealthy Woman Lawyer community. And we'll see you next week. We hope you've enjoyed today's episode of the Wealthy Woman Lawyer podcast. If you have, we invite you to leave us a review on your preferred podcast platform. The more five-star reviews we have, the more women law firm owners will be able to positively impact. Your thoughts and opinions are so important to us. If you are a woman law firm owner who wants to scale your law firm to a million dollars or more in gross annual revenue and do it in a way that's sustainable and feels good to you, then we invite you to join us in the Wealthy Woman Lawyer League. The League is a community of highly intelligent, goal-oriented, and driven women law firm owners who are excited to support one another on their journeys to becoming wealthy women lawyers. We'll be sharing so much in the League in the coming year, including the exclusive million-dollar law firm framework that until now, I've only shared with my private one-to-one clients. For more information and to join us, Go now to www.wealthywomanlawyer.com slash lead. That's www.wealthywomanlawyer.com slash lead. Lead is spelled L-E-A-G-U-E. We look forward to seeing you soon in the lead.